Right. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I am Mark. And Dom Brooke. And this is week four of our March musicals. Got to remember mm-hmm. there's five weeks in March. Yeah, it's um, a long one. Yeah, so we still have one more after this one. But this week, we're going to be talking about Repo, the genetic opera from 2008. Yeah. You got to put that emphasis on the repo. Yeah, it's another one with an exclamation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how we even came about picking this one. I think it was just kind of there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's a movie. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we dive into this one, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, so this past week I watched quite a bit. Um, not going to go through all of them, but, uh, I watched a Nicolas Cage movie called prisoners of the ghost land. Oh yeah. And oh my God, it is <laughs> terrible. Actually it also has Bill Mosley in it. Nice. Um, but it is so bad, but my God, it is hilarious. Like it's just so over the top and Nick Cage is so ridiculous. And <laughs> it's it's it was a fun watch, but it is not a good movie. My buddies and I at work were talking about him the other day saying like how he'll literally take on any role anymore. Uh-huh. He's kind of like him and Bruce Willis are kind of in the same boat, but Bruce Willis is still kind of taking on like the cop dramas, whereas Nicolas Cage is just so fucking all over the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I finished watching all the purge movies nice so i watched um four of them so i watched election year uh the first purge and the forever purge so three of them nice um all first watches for me i think uh the purge franchise i think is solid Mm. um i think it's a good franchise like they're not amazing movies but I mean, they're good enough to throw on, you know, once once a year or so. Yeah. Did you uh, you rank them on Letterboxd, right? I did, yeah. So I have the Purge election year as my favorite. Really? Yeah. Hot um, take. Yeah, I know. Uh, the second, well, the first original Purge, second, then Purge Anarchy, then the Forever Purge, and then the first Purge Lost. Really? Like... Like the first oh, purge is okay, like, okay, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not bad movies. Like, even the first purge, uh, the fourth installment, um, mm-hmm. isn't like a bad movie. It's just not as good as the others. I think, mm-hmm. like, maybe they should have redone the way they released them because it does kind of get confusing. Especially, like right yeah, now. <laughs> especially if you haven't seen any of, like, like, say you just like, oh, I'm going to watch, you know, election year first or something like mm-hmm. that i think this should change the order up a bit so is it, it what would be your suggestion on orders to watch it like the the first purge i'm assuming first yeah probably the first purge and then then like maybe the purge anarchy purge election year and then the purge and then the forever purge maybe okay yeah yeah um but yeah very solid franchise nice and i also watched uh a movie on shutter called the seed 
Um, it's a kind of body horror alien movie. Yeah. Um, was not what I was expecting. I was expecting this kind of crazy, like alien, you know, body horror, but it kind of wasn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there wasn't really any like villain in it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it a lot still, but it was, uh, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the like, three characters that are just like playing their part so well, <laughs> like the two girls are just, you know, into Instagram and stuff. And then once they lose their cell phones, they're like, well, I need to take a picture of this. This is like prime <laughs> <laughs> views. Um, I just thought it was funny. I also have been watching the Star Wars movies. So I watch a couple of those. Um, I watched another Shudder uh, movie called Hellbender. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of a witch movie, yeah. Uh, but it kind of took it a different way. Um, so I liked the way they kind of spun it on its head. I wanted to watch that one, but I read some of the reviews, and like normally people on Shudder are all like, "Oh, this is a five star movie when it's shit." Yeah. But like a lot of the reviews on this one were like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, shit. Like no, if people on Shudder are saying this. No, it's not that bad. I don't okay. think. Okay, no. I'll, I'll check it out then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Cool. What about you? Uh, I also watched The Seed. Um, I also enjoyed it. Uh, it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Um I was definitely expecting like a, like a, like the faculty sort of thing is kind of what I was picturing it as. Um, but yeah, it wasn't that at all. Um, I watched another one on shutter called I am a ghost. Okay. Uh, it was a very cool concept and I liked it. Um, but it was also very boring, mm. but like, I really enjoyed the concept of it and I thought it was like a, a cool take on like a ghost story, but it was just, it was really slow. It was only 74 minutes, but it felt a lot longer. Um, I took your recommendation and watched Waves. Okay, yeah. Uh, very good. Very, yeah. very good. Um, that was two uh, tugging on the heartstrings movies in like a week that I had watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, between that and the fallout. But yeah, it was really good. Um, and I am also going through a franchise watch, but I'm doing Hellraiser. Um, oh, I did miss one. I was saying to you before we started that I was missing a movie. Uh, so I watched the first four Hellraisers and I am yeah. halfway through the fifth one. Uh, I have about 15 minutes after the first one. Um, they're getting worse as I go through them. Sorry, I'm yeah. just adding the fourth one to my thing on letterbox uh yeah they're getting worse as they're moving on and the fifth one like doesn't even feel like a hellraiser movie it's more like a a cop psychological thriller like i just saw pinhead for the first time in the movie and i have like 15 minutes left (laughs) so it's like yeah it was it's weird um but so far it's not my least favorite one of the franchise um but yeah i will have that- you how many of them have you seen before? Like have you only seen the first one before? I've only I've seen the first two and then I saw Hell World, which was like the video game one. Um and then I think I've watched the one from 2018. Hmm. 
but I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that whenever I watch it again for this one. Okay. I feel like I've watched it, but I don't know if I actually have or not. But yeah, they're they're uh, releasing a remake of of the original one this year, yeah, I think, I or next that. year. Um, so I kind of wanted to go through them all. It's not like a like obviously Pinhead is a super well known horror icon, but like as a franchise, it's not a very popular franchise. It doesn't seem like like no. not a lot of people talk about no. it the way that they do with like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth and Scream and all those Halloween. But yeah, I mean, going through it this time, I can understand why because <laughs> <laughs> the movies get real shitty. But yeah, other than that, that is it. Very nice. There's a lot of shows that I've been looking at, but have not mm-hmm. bit the bullet on starting. Oh, okay. Like, I really want to watch that one that you and Jess were talking about. Uh, uh, the roommate, World's Worst Roommate. Yeah. I really want to watch that. And there's a few other ones, but yeah, I've actually, I'm at a point. I never usually like this, but I'm like watching, I think four, three or four shows where I like caught up on the current season. Holy shit. So yeah, I watching severance, super pumped, uh, winning time. Mm. And I think that might be it. Maybe one more, but yeah. yeah. Nice. So many shows. Yeah. So little time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. If that's it, uh i'm good i'm also good all right we'll cue that theme music and hop into this episode Like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Repo, the genetic opera from 2008. Before we do, what are you drinking this week, Brooke? Uh, so I am out of beer. Uh-oh. Actually, that's a lie. Our HelloFresh box, they sent two Heineken with it. What? Yeah, but it's a uh, non-alcoholic. Oh. So I was going to have that, but I was like, I can't have a non-alcoholic drink. So that's I'm cheating. just drinking my peanut butter whiskey cola again very nice i need to try that i'm drinking one of my favorite beers my flying monkeys 12 minutes of destiny 12 minutes to destiny sorry very nice hey speaking of that are you reusing that flying monkeys one that i've got from barry uh no i well i still have it but i'm not like i haven't refilled it or anything yeah yeah yeah, because I think you'd have to take it to the brewery. I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't want to just fill it up with like cans of beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's very good for. Well, now that we're recording video, this is what it looks like. And if you're in Canada, I highly suggest you go and buy it <clears throat> because it's very good, very tasty. Yes. All right, let's get into this movie. Starting off with the synopsis, 
A worldwide epidemic encourages a biotech company to launch an organ financing program similar in nature to a standard car loan. The repossession clause is a killer, however. Ooh. Nice little yeah, they, um, The uh, writers and makers of this movie had to uh, speak up after Repo Men was released. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I do remember like, that. Because I guess uh, like a bunch of fans and stuff thought like they were like ripping them off and stuff like that. And mm. the the director and writer like had to speak up and be like, no, like there's there's no beef between us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like I do remember that. Um, this movie was directed by Darren Lynn Bosman or Boosman, Bowsman, whatever. Uh, he did Saw 2, 3, and 4 and Spiral from the Book of Saw. Mm. Um, he also did Tales of Halloween, Abattoir, and Mother's Day. That's not like the Mother's Day from back then, is it? No, no, no. The one from 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mother's Day. That'd be a fun one to do. Like the original one. Yeah, it would. Yeah. The movie's fucking wild. Uh, it stars Alexa Pina Vega, who was actually just Alexa Vega back then. Um can you hear that? Yeah. That's my Alexa upstairs. What the fuck is she saying? <laughs> She's still going. I know. I can tell Sarah, shut that off. <laughs> oh, it's the Alexa in her salon. Okay, she's done now. That was did, did she hear you talking and just like spewed some random facts? She must have. I don't know what she was saying, but she was going to town. Holy shit. Uh, um, anyways, what I was saying is Alexa Vega and her husband, I think his name is Carlos Pina. So they combined both of their last names and both of them are now Pina Vega. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Kind of weird. Kind of cool. That's like next level, like having the same Facebook profile as your spouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she played Shiloh in the movie. Um, She is obviously most known for her role in the Spy Kids franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was also in Nashville, Sin City, Machete kills and from Prada to Nada. Is she not the same girl from Arrested Development, or do they just look? Alike? No, they they kind of look like I guess, but yeah, no, it's not the same one. Um, yeah, I was like doing some uh, research on this and the research of interviews, and the director cast her and another girl who you'll mention in a sec, I'm sure mm-hmm. um, to try and get them like away from their like personas. Mm-hmm. So like he didn't want um, Vega known as, you know, the girl from spy kids and uh, he didn't want the other girl known as, you know, the bimbo blonde who's <laughs> just, you know, has blonde hair and can sort of sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, next up, I have Paul Sorvino, who played Rotti Largo. Uh, he's in Goodfellas, The Rocketeer, Nixon, Godfather of Harlem, Mambo Italiano, and Bullworth, and like 178 other movies. Yeah, he's in a lot. Yeah, very recognizable face, very well known actor. Um, but yeah, I have another comment about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Head played Nathan, or spoiler alert, the Repo Man. Uh-huh. 
Uh, he is most known for, to me anyways, as uh, what's his name? Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. He played Alfred. Uh, Ted Lasso, which is a show that we are big fans of. Yeah. Uh, Dominion and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And lastly, I have Bill Mosley, who plays Luigi Largo. And he is in pretty much every fucking Robert Zombie movie out there. Night of the Living Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We have talked about him a lot yes. uh, in the recent months. So they're doing too much of a deep dive with his repertoire. I actually have some uh, information about him later on. Okay. Yeah. He's a real life repo man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my honorable mentions, I have Paris Hilton, who is the blonde bimbo that you have previously mentioned, <laughs> um, who can somewhat sing, if you want to call it that. And I also have Sarah Brightman, who played Blind Mag. Yeah. And she is a world-renowned opera singer. Yeah. Um, and she was actually only cast in the movie because the original actress that they had uh was too high of a budget or something like that. So they brought Sarah Brightman on because she was cheaper. Yeah. And likely more talented. I mean, she's a fucking world-renowned opera singer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they uh, they really wanted her and um, uh, the guy that plays uh, Nathan in the movie. Anthony Head. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Head, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I don't know if you had anybody or... Um, the guy that plays the grave robber, he's also the co-writer of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was also in the Repo Man suit at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, was he? Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That guy looked familiar, but. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, that's all I got. Cool. We can jump into the movie discussion. Well, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So this was a first watch for you, I think, right? Correct. And first thoughts without giving too much away uh it was interesting yes i liked i liked the thought of it okay it's a cool premise cool premise yeah um as a musical though like what how did you think it kind of stacked up to some of the previous ones no that we've watched no no not a fan no, uh, I go a little more in depth in my review, but yeah, yeah, this is a movie that should have either been on stage, yes, or not a musical. Yeah, um, yeah, because so I was reading an interview with uh, the co-writer um, Terrence uh, Zdunik. Mm. He's the one that plays the grave robber. Yeah, and also um, with the director there and. They, so it, this was like kind of a passion project for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always loved musicals and stage plays, and he actually, uh, this movie took him nine years to make. Holy, and here I am shitting all over it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because he didn't, he didn't want to compromise on anything with mm. any of the uh, producers or any of like the, you know. The real men behind uh that have the money i guess i should say mm-hmm. um because like he didn't want to have like any like a-listers in it excuse me huh 
ex- he didn't want to have A-listers in it. Look who's in this movie. Yeah, because so he didn't want to have A-listers because for the the feel of this movie and the look, like the weirdness and stuff, like if they cast Tom Cruise in it, like okay. it wouldn't wouldn't work. But it's not like they got little known actors like they have fucking paris hilton she was at the peak of her existence in 2008 like yeah a night in paris had just dropped that stupid ass reality show was on tv still she was like the most pop she was the kardashians of 2008 i don't think he means like a-list like like celebrities like a-list actors like you're not gonna fucking cast brad pitt or you know okay like cameron diaz in this Mm -hmm kind of movie like it just wouldn't fit what he wanted okay and so yeah he wouldn't compromise on anything so the producers actually wanted to bring in a couple bands to write music and he denied them okay want to take a guess as to which bands the producers at that time may have wanted 2000 foo fighters no are they rock bands one is and one is he he has a rock band but he's kind of his own thing rob zombie yes okay yeah and who's the other one uh who's a big rock band back then hmm i don't know yeah so the producers wanted to bring in blink 182 and rob zombie really yeah but he he said no because he wanted to write his own music Hmm. and uh Oddly enough, Avril Lavigne almost came on board to write music for this movie. Jesus. But he also said no. Hmm. And so I feel, yeah, like, he, feel like he maybe should have accepted that offer. <laughs> Avril Lavigne? No, just the director. Oh, the director. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he wanted this movie to feel like a musical, like it was actually on a soundstage. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess that this movie or this play has 64 songs yeah i did read that yeah Um, which i think that is a little over the top well like the the producers and stuff they wanted to have like more dialogue and some like back story mm -hmm. but he but he said no like i don't want more talking in it which we kind of touched in, like, I think Sweeney Todd did a great job at that aspect mm-hmm. of not having much talking. Mm-hmm. But with Sweeney Todd, I'm jumping way ahead. With Sweeney Todd, all of the actors in that movie could sing, yes. except for Alan Rickman, which, yeah. we, which we discussed. Yeah. The actors in this movie can't sing worth a shit. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think there's maybe apart from Blind Meg, who yeah. she's an actual singer, mm-hmm. but I think there's maybe two or three I think are good singers. Um like I think Shiloh does a good job in some songs. Some songs, yes. Uh I think the grave robber, I just like his tone that he went for, mm-hmm. which he does say like he was going for kind of like a David Bowie. Okay. Kind of uh, look. Yeah. And a fun thing I learned today. So the interviewer thought that it reminded him of a band called Oingo Boingo. Okay. Which is um, 
uh oh danny elfman's band oh, i didn't know that was danny elfman's band you've heard of oingo boingo yeah i mean i guarantee you know at least one of their songs oh, okay i've never heard of like the, the band name but yeah, yeah. apparently that's da- danny elfman's old band oh that's really cool that he started that. it with hmm. um but yeah anyway so yeah i think the grave robber i, I liked his his singing in it and then i think uh anthony head did a good job as well sometimes okay yeah for me anyways for me yeah the the thing that i didn't like about this this uh soundtrack is like yeah there's 64 uh songs in the in the movie but like <clears throat> there will be songs where one person's singing and the other person's talking and that was really i don't know i didn't like it and then like they would just randomly say like one word of speaking and then they would turn it into a song. Yeah. And it was just, it was kind of all over the place. And I don't feel like they did the songs as good as they did on Sweeney Todd with like the zero dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was just too many like singing parts they were trying to get. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Like a lot of the singing parts felt like it was forced, like, okay, we're making a musical. So like, we're going to force it all these songs into you yeah like the one song which we didn't even mention uh the um the cameo uh but the one song we get fucking joan jet showing up yeah and that song like this uh she's talking about she's 17 it's mm-hmm. like just the transition to that was like so random and yeah and it just felt way out of place yes uh so yeah I, um this movie is actually the middle movie of a trilogy that they have plans on creating, uh-huh. which I thought was cool. Well, cool in a sense, because I'm not a huge fan of this movie, but it would be interesting to see, like, let's just say they made it this year, 13 years later, 14 years later, how they would make it now. Yeah. And we got to give a pass to uh, Bill Mosley because obviously he's not a singer, but uh <laughs> he was the first one that they wanted to cast in the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Bill actually is a Yale graduate, which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Yeah. And he uh, he had a horror movie film society that him and his buddy made in when they were in Yale. Hmm. So they would like go and watch uh, movies in the library and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, he was, they wanted like a big tangent and stuff, but he said that he like never gets recognized like on the streets and stuff because like his characters, you know, like long hair or, mm. or whatever. And he said every time he was out with Sid Haig, Sid would always get recognized and they'll be up, come up to him and be like, hey, are you Cousin Spalding? And he's like, yeah. He's like, this is Otis. And they're like, what? And then, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty funny. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so the uh, basic premise of this movie is like in 2056, there's an epidemic of organ failure failures, and this company Geneco um, basically they do organ repossessions. They basically like it's like car insurance. You basically they they lend you out uh, an mm-hmm. organ, and then you just make payments on that, and then whenever you can't make payments they send the repo man to come get their uh, their to, organs back. To extract the organs. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool premise. 
Yeah, it is um, definitely. And I, I, I could probably see it happening. And I did read that it actually did happen. Um, so China did it for a number of years. Go figure. They uh, would take the organs out of dead prisoners and then they would sell it to the States. What the fuck? Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, man. That's insane. Wow. Where do you think we are in the world in this movie? Or do you think it's kind of like its own kind of made up? World? I was getting like serious, like, like big city vibes, like, like Manhattan, but like yeah. dirtier or like yeah. LA kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hard to tell because like the CGI, especially like in the beginning or like outside, it's just not good. Yeah. All. It looks like shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like a big city vibe with like lots of lights and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, the family that runs it is uh, Largos. Yeah, Largos. Uh, so you have Roddy the dad, um, Amber the daughter, Luigi and Shivi. Um, uh, Pavi. Pavi, yeah, Pavi. I have a question. Yes. So Largo, like the family, they're obviously like Italian, like yeah. Roddy Largo, Luigi Largo, Pavi Largo. Amber changed her name to Amber Sweet. Yeah. But Pavi is the only one with an Italian accent. Yeah. That's true. And like very prominent, like, like exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. To a point well, where it's ridiculous. In the interview, I yeah, he is a ridiculous character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the interview I read, Bill asked, or no, the guy asked Bill, like, who's your mother? Because in this movie, uh, like there's no mothers in this movie, really, mm-hmm. right? Because they all um Nathan's wife dies, and then you don't really find out who like the kid's mother is yeah so like possibly that they're all different mothers i think because it seems like roddy is kind of you know the man of money so he's mm-hmm. probably slept around had many wives mm-hmm. and uh so i think that maybe they just have different mothers maybe possibly. yeah yeah pavi is probably my favorite character in the movie though oh really yeah i think he's fucking I thought he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, over the top. Very, eccentric. very over the top. Yes. Uh, because in the interview, they, uh, they talk about um, corruptible masculinity in the movie. Okay. Uh, because obviously Nathan is, he's basically killing his daughter. Like he's, mm-hmm. his wife died. So that's all he has left is Shiloh. Mm-hmm. And so him not wanting to lose his daughter he's kind of forced to do these terrible things to her yeah it's like basically munchausen syndrome yeah yeah and it's like same with roddy like you don't know who the kid's mom is and then he was with uh nathan's wife or i guess they almost got married and then somehow Mm -hmm. that got split up and he's kind of uses his power for this company. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And Shiloh has like a terminal sickness. She has like some blood disease is what uh, her dad says. Yeah. Um, 
And then they get this drug uh, called Zydrate, which is basically like a, a painkiller. Mm-hmm. But they get it from, I guess, the dead bodies. Well, that's how like the grave robber gets it. But is that how Co. gets it too? Or does Co. like manufacture I it? I think. Because they're always talking. They must, they must get it from him. Well, because they're always. The one song later on, he Amber like knows him. And like she gets her zydrate from him. Who's him? The grave robber. Oh yeah. Well, because like because Jinko manufactures it or they they distribute it anyways, like they have a legal version of it. Yeah. Whereas what the grave robbers do is illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of their songs mentions that it's like the purest form or something like that because they get it straight from the dead. Uh-huh. So that's why I was wondering, like, it, so if they're saying that theirs is the purest form, then Gene Co. either A, manufactures it, or B, does extract it from dead bodies, but they, I don't know, cut it with other shit like you would with, like, cocaine? Yeah, maybe. I don't know, though. Um, yeah, so the backstory is that Marnie, who was Nathan's wife, she was pregnant with Shiloh. She got really sick, and then Nathan was trying to make a cure for her, mm-hmm. and she ended up dying. And he thinks that she killed, or that he killed her, but really it was uh, Roddy had poisoned the cure because he wanted to get back at her for leaving him um, for Nathan. Yeah, and, and throughout Nathan's like the rest of Nathan's life, Roddy has been saying that like you killed her. Yeah. And he, he's and like he's like using that as like a, a leash on him. Yeah. But why does he get him like how does he get Nathan to be the repo man? Because he's not used really using it as blackmail, is he? Yeah, uh, that's what I got from it. Okay. Because there was one song where the two of them were singing together and Nathan kept saying saying, like, I killed my wife, and then Roddy was saying it as well. Mm. And then I think it was blackmailing Nate like Roddy was blackmailing Nathan so that Roddy wouldn't tell Shiloh what really happened or what he has said has really happened right that makes sense but yeah Roddy is like basically he's he's kind of like uh the judge in Sweeney Todd like he's Mm -hmm. he's just so powerful he's like above the law basically like he pretty much runs the cops or whatever they are in this movie um and like he has uh blind meg like mm-hmm. he's forcing her to sing for him because she was blind at one time and she gave her like fake eyeballs or, or mm-hmm. implants or whatever her eyes are fucked yeah they're like they robotic eyes they're really they're cool looking yeah. but they're really weird looking because it's like shitty cgi <laughs> but yeah like yeah. they they would be cool mm-hmm. um I love the one song, the introduction song with the three kids. And just like the random line from Ravi when he's like, my brother and sister should fuck. (laughs) 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 Fuck. And then like Luigi used Bill Mosley, just like cutting people all the time and Mm -hmm. killing people. Like they all three of them kind of want to get Jinko. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're kind of like fighting with each other. They all really hate each other. Mm-hmm. Amber's like addicted to surgery. So just can't stop having surgery. Yeah. Which in turn makes her addicted to uh, that drug. Yeah. Zydrate. Um, Zydrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like her character is a real represent representation of society these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Constantly trying to look better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole movie can be like somewhat of an ode to that in a sense. Well, I mean, a lot of the people are getting organ transplants because they're sick. But then there was a lot of people like at it at the end where the the grand opera is um, like a lot of people that are in the stands are getting up and singing what Gene Code did for them. And a lot of those people were like it was all aesthetic stuff like it wasn't. Uh-huh. Like the one woman like flashed her whole body and she's just like, ah, I look great because of Gene Co. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we could definitely get there <laughs> in the future in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else we got here? Uh, yeah, you find out that Meg was Marnie's best friend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There was like a few good songs in, in, uh, in this movie that definitely stood out, but then they kind of just all did, did blend together mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else? <laughs> <laughs> this movie was very hard. To, like after I finished it, I was like, I don't know how we're going to talk about this. Cause like it follows a storyline, but it, it's also like very all over the place. And because of this is what I talked about on our Sweeney Todd episode, like with movies that are like strictly, musical like there's no spoken dialogue it's very hard to follow and this movie is a perfect fucking example of what i was talking about with that yeah like it this movie is so hard to follow because the music is all over the place the songs are all over the Mm -hmm. place yeah the only thing that really helps it a bit is like at the start you know you meet uh shiloh or uh, nathan and then like you'll have like a cartoon like comic book like Mm. picture that pops up and be like like it has like the roddy family it'll be like oh here's roddy's story and then it will tell like his side of the story and then it will go to oh here's meg here's her story Mm -hmm. so it is kind of all over the place like that they kind of had like a sin city feel to it with that aspect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what do you think of the grave robber uh character did you think he was more of a romantic or more uh, like a pervert? Well, I mean, Shallow's 17. So I'm going to lean more towards a pervert. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think he was kind of a mixture of both. Yeah, I mean, like, he had women around him like that were more his. I feel like he was more like a playboy than a, a romantic. You're right. Yeah. So I think like he very much could have been grooming Shiloh to be like one of his like ladies that he has with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to say he was like a, a creep because like he didn't, he wasn't overbearing with it, but I feel like the undertones were definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wondered how uh, Shiloh escaped from her bedroom. Cause there's like a few scenes where she like, managed to escape mm-hmm. but like nathan always locks her in the room and then she like you can't go at the window because there's you know bars on it basically 
yeah, I feel like one scene showed her getting out, but I can't remember now what it was. Yeah, I don't know. If she had like some sort of a like crawl space that went mm-hmm. out of her room, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so throughout the whole movie, Roddy is dying basically, but he doesn't tell any of his kids that he's dying, um, but that he'll be giving away, like writing someone's name in the will or so whenever he does pass they get it and he fucking hates all three of his kids oh he does yeah (laughs) he can't stand them like amber is just hooked on surgery like by the end of the movie her face is like falling off Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally yeah and pavi like he just keeps changing faces like he's fucking leatherface yeah see that's an interesting thing with pavi's character is he he has constructed himself so that he is able to change his look like how someone would change their hair or their clothes or something like that. Like he has hooks. So his actual face has been cut off mm-hmm. and he has hooks all around his face. And then he'll just like take someone's face off and fucking put it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. Like, yeah, like you said, it's like literally leather face, but less creepy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then You're, Luigi is just like psychotic. Just kills people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Luigi's or uh, Pavi's character would be like a really cool Joker. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that. In some sort of like alternate universe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So Meg is going to pretty much has to have to get rid of her eyes because it was in like the contract she signed, like in the fine print. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan ends up quitting being repo man. And then Roddy sends the goons after him, but he just fucks people up. He quits um, being the repo man because Roddy wanted him to take Meg's eyes. Yes. Yeah. And Meg and Marnie were good friends, like how we mentioned before. So he yeah, kind of refused to do it. Yeah. And he like, they were, Meg was best friends with uh, Marnie um, and he told Meg that Shiloh actually died, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. The whole situation is really fucked. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything's like pretty much coming to a head at the final like opera stage with uh, Meg singing. Um, I did love at the end whenever Meg like says like, I would rather fucking die than so I guess she's probably going to die anyway, but you know, she'd rather die by her own hands. And like, she has like these long nails and she just sticks them in her eyes and just pulls them out. Like it did yeah. not look great at all, but no, I thought it was, it was uh, cool. It was a sick statement that she, that she let out. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Roddy just like cuts the the rope and she falls and gets impaled on the, uh, the steel fence, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool too. Cause like, we see, we know that she's up in the air and we see him cut the rope, but I was like, she's like two feet up in the air. Like she's not, that's mm-hmm. not going to kill her. And then yeah. she landed on like the wrought iron fence. And I was like, oh damn, like yeah. that, that was brutal. Yeah. She looked like uh, Evanescence. She did. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, at this point, Shiloh has no idea that Nathan is the repo man. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roddy is kind of telling Shiloh that he has a cure for her, mm-hmm. but I don't think he really does. Well, I think he's waving that over her head. That's what I think too. Well, and I think 
the cure too is outing Nathan because Nathan's been poisoning her, poisoning her this whole time. So if he stops poisoning her, chances are she's going to not have that sickness anymore. Yeah. So I think that's what his cure is for her. Right. It's just putting Nathan out in the open. <clears throat> Basically get Nathan killed and then mm-hmm. he won't be poisoned anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Shiloh has to get the repo man to get the cure, but she doesn't know that Nathan is a repo man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, the final like stage scene. Uh all like the kids come out, they like want it, and like Roddy's like, ah, oh, like <laughs> I fucking can't stand you, you yeah. people. I hate you. You all disgust me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he ends up killing Nathan. And then he leaves Jinko uh, to Shiloh. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he ends up dying from his terminal sickness, I guess. And then she just kind of like walks out. Um, so what do you think happens with Shiloh at the end? Uh, I think she just leaves. Yeah. Because the grave robber says later that Shiloh turned down the inheritance, right? Yeah, because Amber gets it. Yeah. So I think she just wants like nothing to do with any of it. Her dad's yeah. dead now. Her mom's dead. Like she has nothing. Mm-hmm. She can't even go with Mag anymore because she's dead. Yeah. So I mean, either live in the street or go somewhere else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's only seventeen though, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, from the kills we did see, what the, what did you think of them? Um, some of them were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the gore was actually really well. I can't really dive too much into it. Um, some of the kills were very good. Yeah, uh, I really liked Meg's eye thing, even though that wasn't a kill, and mm-hmm. it looked like shit. But the whole concept of it was super cool. Like she said, she'd rather be blind than to live under his contract, kind of thing. Yeah, which I thought was like a nice way for her to take a stance, even mm-hmm. though she dies like literally seconds after. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like. It was good to see her like say fuck you to to Roddy. Yeah. I really like the opening song with uh I think is it the grave robber singing it? Yeah. When he's like talking about the like the, the repo man and like their girls running away from him and then mm-hmm. she's like in the elevator, just like slits her throat and then just like tears her heart out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was another kill at one point too where he cuts the guy's spine out. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was sick. Yeah. And it has like a little barcode on it. Yeah. It just checks it to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the director, he, when this first came out, like he, like, cause people would consider this like a cult classic movie. Yeah. Um, and like at the time, like he, he just wanted something like original and like new, like mm-hmm. he didn't want to, you know, like do people really want to watch, like just go watch a remake again or, Mm-hmm. No, because at this time I think prom night came out, so he's like, "Do you really want to go watch prom night?" Or another of, like, yeah, or another zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And, like he told people, like, go on, like if you watch it, go online and like, if you don't didn't like the movie, like bash it, like mm-hmm. give me feedback, like at least give it a chance. Yeah. Like that's all he wanted, really. Like if you didn't like it, just go on and internet internet and like bash it or talk mm-hmm. shit about it, like whatever. At least give it a chance, you know. That's admirable. Yeah, but like I like him as a director. Like Saw two, three, and four, and Spiral were good. Like they were 
all right movies. Like they weren't terrible. Mm. Um, I don't think I've seen any, well, I've seen tales of Halloween and it was okay, but I haven't seen his other ones, but I mean, it's not like he's a bad director and like, yeah. Okay. You had a vision and you took a chance at it. I personally don't like it. Um, Mm. but I mean, yeah, people do. So, I mean, good on him. Yeah. Yeah, like he even said, like, this movie's not for everyone. You no. Know? So, no. yeah. Uh, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to mention or talk about? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the very end scene, it has the grave, ro- grave robber um, reading, like, a, a newspaper or something. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that Shiloh turns down the inheritance, Amber takes control over Jinko, and she auctions off her face that fell off during the opera and shy or luigi killed the top three bidders i think it was and then pavi ended up buying her face like at, at the auction and now he wears her face which i just thought was so <laughs> funny <laughs> that's great i just thought it was i don't know it, like it just goes to show how fucked up pavi is yeah yeah he's aware his sister's face mm-hmm yeah yeah it's fine. but yeah other than that no i don't have anything cool well that's the way the zydrate splatters Ooh. i liked the color of the zydrate yeah yeah like, me too i'd get addicted to that mm-hmm. <laughs> nice bright neon yeah. blue <laughs> all right you ready to rate this movie yes sir okay what did you rate it so for the story, I gave it a six out of ten. Okay. Um, I said it was an original story with gothic undertones. I thought the acting was pretty good. Most were great at saying, but there was a few I thought stunk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Six out of ten. And quality gave it a five out of ten. Okay. I said the set design look of this movie is great. The CGI is pretty terrible, but the special effects were decent and yeah that's it so six out of ten and five out of ten all right i gave my story a six out of ten okay that's why i chuckled (laughs) Uh, i said it was a really cool concept with a lot of potential but sadly this movie in my opinion would be so much better as a non-musical or better seen as an on-stage performance um the premise of the movie is very unique and honestly a story i've never seen before but it fell short for me with a poor script poor lyrics to the songs and a few other things that will be listed down below uh the whole movie really felt like a stage performance without a stage and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing like for me it didn't really work yeah i mean the last like 15 minutes had a stage (laughs) okay i meant like as a whole i know uh my quality (laughs) i gave it a three out of ten I uh, said so the special effects and the gore were done fairly well and the costume design was awesome, but those are honestly the only things that I really liked about this movie quality-wise. Uh, this is contradicting what you said before, but I said I personally feel like they just decided to cast popular names in that time without even checking to see if they could sing. Hmm. Um, remember when Paris Hilton released a few songs and no one could take her seriously? Yet yeah, here she is in a musical. <laughs> uh, Sarah Brightman is a trained and famous opera singer and it obviously shows, but her... And her skills made everyone else look like karaoke night at your local dive bar. Uh, the songs themselves were awful for the most part. And honestly, man, like I was getting mad watching this movie because I was just oh, like, really? 
this is so shit. And if I didn't have to watch it for this episode, I probably would have shut it off. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't enjoy it. I watched it once. That's all I need to watch. And I will probably never watch it again. Fair enough. Unless we're guest spotting on a other podcast and I have to watch it, but yeah. Yeah. Was not a fan. All right. Fair enough. Um, so letterboxd has a 3.1 out of five. Um, I gave it a two out of five and I haven't put yours down yet, but I think you said it was the same as mine. Yeah. So two out of five as well. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for that letterboxd. Nobody else rated it. Not really worth mentioning though. Okay. You're not important. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you're not following us. (laughs) Um, all right, you guys know our scores. Sit on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus: bombastic and intentionally gross. Repo, the genetic opera, has a unique style but lacks the wit and substance to be involving. So, what do you think the critics rated it? Um, I would say thirty-seven percent. You're close. Forty uh, percent. Damn. On 60 reviews and a 4.6 out of 10 average score. The audience rated it a 73%. Wow. On 25,000 ratings and an average score of 3.8 out of 5. Damn. All right. Yeah. So um, how you said it was a cult classic, you weren't wrong. (laughs) All right, man. Is this movie... Or is this musical soundtrack a Grammy or a Razzie for you? <laughs> it is a Razzie for sure. Would you give it? So I give it a three out of 10. Uh, there was just so many songs, hard to really remember or like any of them. Um, I think the Spotify soundtrack actually doesn't have that many. I think it only has like maybe 15 or 18, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And what's your one song to add to your Amazon music playlist or Spotify? Uh, so I kind of picked two, but for the one that I did pick, I picked 21st Century Cure, which okay. is the second song sung by the, uh, the grave robber. Okay. When he finds Shiloh in the graveyard and he's like telling her about Zydrate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other song that would be on my playlist if it didn't have Paris Hilton in it <laughs> <laughs> was uh, Zydrate Anatomy. Okay. Uh, just I think like the opening song like with the grave robber is like you take this little glass file and you know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff with Shiloh but then like Paris just totally Ruined ruins it. that song for me. <laughs> What about right. you? Uh, I also said it was a Razzie. I gave it a two out of 10. I said I hated 95% of the lyrics and the vocals were just as bad. The music was good, mm-hmm. but terrible singers and songwriters. Yeah. Like instrumentally, I really liked a lot of the songs. Like a lot of them were like rock anthems or mm-hmm. rock ballads and stuff like that. Like they had a good feel to them. But well, that's interesting because the, <laughs> the short movie of this has a fairly high rating. Okay. I think it was like a the short. Has an eight out of ten. 
Really? Yeah. What's it called? Just uh, just the same thing. Repo the genetic opera. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's ten minutes long. Uh, it has Michael Rooker as the Repo Man. Oh. Yeah, uh, Shawnee Smith isn't it actually? Really? He was from the Saw movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's, it's directed by the same dude. So. Yeah. Yeah. I might check that out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, my one song, <laughs> you yeah. kind of talked shit about it earlier, but Alexa Vegas, uh, 17 song. I can't oh, remember really? what it was actually called. Um, <laughs> I know it was a weird placement for the song and like it kind of transitioned into it really weirdly, but it was, it was like a cool punk song for, mm-hmm. for that era. And Joan Jett as her guitarist, like, I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate the song lyrically. It was terrible because mm-hmm. she was just like a girl singing about how she's 17 and it's so much better than 16. And yeah. I was just like, the lyrics are awful, but the song as a whole, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for that scarier section? Yes, sir. All right. What'd you give for a scare reading? So scary, I give it a two out of ten. Okay. Uh, not scary, really, um, but there is some really cool and grotesque kills, and like the uh, practical effects look really good. So two out of ten. Nice. Scariest scene. Scariest scene. Um, probably go with like the one you mentioned, like the guy he was taking out the guy's spine out of his back. Okay. Um, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And also, Pavi's pretty fucking creepy too with his face. <laughs> I love in that spine scene, he's on the phone with uh, uh, Shiloh. Yeah. Like he's talking yeah. to her about taking her medication and shit while he's cutting this guy's spine out. Yeah, because she's uh, she's out somewhere mm-hmm. and then he hears something and she, he's like, oh, what's that? She's like, oh, no, nothing. And then the guy's like screaming and she's like, Oh, what's that? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you survive? Um, right now me as like a 32 year old, I think yes. But once I get older and start having to get some replacement organs, (laughs) maybe not. I don't know. Maybe if I win the lottery, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how much they charge for all that shit. Yeah. It's probably a lot. Probably. How much a kidney would be on the black market? (laughs) What about you? Uh, My scare rating, I gave it a 3 out of 10. I said the concept is a pretty scary thought with surgeries being reversed and everything like that. Uh, And the gore was pretty well done for the most part. Um, My scary scene, I said Paris Hilton's face falling off. (laughs) it's like she's on stage singing and like you can see it like starting to come off on her forehead and it's it's so funny putting it up and then she bends over and just plops off (laughs) and then like she looks back up and it's all just like muscle tissue on her face and whatnot Mm. uh what i survive um i'm used to free healthcare, so if i gotta pay for shit i'm probably dying nice i like it yeah i like it yeah welcome to canada bitch (laughs) All right. That's That's it. it. Yeah. That's it. That's all. 
Okay. Um, yeah. If you guys want to catch us on social, well, I guess I should say what we're doing next week. Eh? Yeah. All right. Next week, our final week of March musicals. Uh, if you've been following along, I'm sure you thought maybe we forgot about this horror musical, but next week we are going to be talking about the Rocky horror picture show, the godfather of horror musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I think it's going to be a great discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you and I have never really talked about it, like even in our personal no, conversations. Really. So I don't know what your thoughts are on it. <laughs> uh, you don't know what my thoughts are on it, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like we can take a guess. Yes, but. I think so. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So tune in next week while we conclude our March musicals, mm-hmm. five episodes of horror musicals. Crazy. March is almost over. That's nuts. I know it's wild. Yeah. All right. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and now YouTube. We're, yeah, we're on the tubes. We're on the YouTubes. Um, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have some merch. Um, I've just added a random ass design for mugs and stickers because it didn't look good on T-shirts, but I was like, ah, this looks kind of cool on on a mug. Um, but yeah, so we have a new new piece of merch up there. Uh, there's also a link to our um, Patreon account if you just support the podcast that way. There's a link to our Discord channel, our YouTube account, no longer a Twitch account, um, both of our individual Letterboxd accounts, and anywhere that you can listen to us. If you are watching this on YouTube, um, we are going to be doing live game streaming. We're going to be uploading videos of that stuff. And I don't know, I would like to to include some other things too. But uh, yeah, I want to have fun with this. I think I think it's a nice change of scenery, a change of pace. And yeah, we can, for sure. We can get creative with it for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So cool. Well, keep- that's it. Yep. Talk to you next week, guys. See you later.